Hey, drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. Anything? It's not. It's just that it's a sniff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's a sniff? (laughs) When I sniff. When you sniff. When I sniff. You're you're on the air, by the way. I got a head cold. <laughs> right. Just don't try to sniff your snots up into your nose while we're on the air here. Sometimes it's not like there's anything loose. It just kind of sniffs. I know, but look, do you really think all the truckers want to hear you going <laughs> snorting I boogers or I don't, whatever? I don't sound uh, that manly. Uh, uh, <laughs> and look, I'm not trying to make you look bad or anything like that. But if you start sniffing and, and drawing up snot and stuff, it's not going to sound good. Hey, you were doing I'm it. I'm trying to get this thing adjusted. We haven't been on in a week or two here. All right, no, go ahead. Talk to me. That long. Talk to me. I'm talking to you. Just stop talking over me. Now, listen, I'm not talking over you. I'm trying to get you adjusted. <laughs> I got, Are you a chiropractor? I am. I, I'm, I'm a voice-o-practor. <laughs> All right, good. Give me some. Now, make sure you talk into the mic. Hey, diddle diddle. The cat and his fiddle. See the cow jumped over the moon. You have that thing pointed down. Yeah, and it's literally. It's not down. It's right at my mouth. I'm short. Remember? Right. It, well, if you're going to be reading, all right. Okay. Talk CDL. The trucker show. The trucker show. <laughs> it's actually. It's actually was changed. It's the trucking it podcast used, now. No, when we first started, mm-hmm. it was called Talk CDL. The trucker show. Right, because we still have merchandise with that on it. Right, the merchandise. Some of the old hats have the trucker show on it. But right, the like news, mine. It's now the truck. It's now Toxidl Trucking Podcast. Right, because we are really a podcast. Right, but we are huge on the on social media too. We are. Wow, I got people texting me. Yeah, and I just hit the do not disturb on my phone. You should just turn it off. Oh, it's my buddy in North Dakota sending me a walleye picture he caught. Okay, well, just wow, nice. Yeah. All right, so look, let's 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 go ahead and and uh, get down to this. Uh, Tell everybody what when we're when we're coming on here, right on mm-hmm. the air. What do we do? We do what before we actually can start talking, and and I'll probably let this on what we're doing now. But when we when we start off our pod, we have mixers, and you have plugins, and you have all kind of adjustments you have to do in your computer. Right, everything. We have a couple mics going. You know, with everything, you have to check everything. Correct. Correct. Because there's times where if you don't, what's really funny about when you're doing a podcast, if you don't do all the checks, you might find out that you're not even really recording. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that happened to us before. Right. And so you learn, man, you've got to make sure you do all your checks, your pre-checks. Right. Well, what I wanted to talk about today is pre-trips. I don't know if we've ever talked about pre-trips on, and post-trips on this show before. And you'd think it's pretty obvious to do one. You've seen the video Toxideal put up the other day about pre-tripping. 
and yeah. about the truck I just driver. seen it. Yeah, I just I just actually watched it. Well, you had well, actually you watched it, and then you told me that you actually seen he was going to be one of your news casts this week mm-hmm. about this truck driver mm-hmm. Paul something. He went and got into an accident. Um, I was it in West Virginia. No, he is from. It was in Churchville or Church Hill. Yeah, he was in a tractor trailer. And he came up on stop traffic, I think. Right? Is that how it was? Yeah, it was outside of Pittsburgh. Oh, so it happened in... Okay, mm-hmm. so it was right above West Virginia. In Churchill? Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyways, as the story goes, he comes up on traffic, I guess, something to that effect. And, and he came off an exit. He came, he came off an exit. That's right. He was right there coming off an exit. And when he came off the exit, he couldn't stop. Or he didn't stop, one of the two. And he plowed into a bunch of vehicles... He ends up he ends up hitting nine vehicles or mm-hmm. hits them and it causes a a very including him a ten vehicle chain pileup. Mm-hmm. Now, praise the Lord! I don't think anybody died. No, it said that um, two seventy year old women were seriously injured. There's a lot of people, you know, injuries, but no one was compl- you know no one was killed as far as I know. And now now let's let's start from the beginning. This accident actually happened in 2017. Yes, November 17, 2000, almost a little over a year. Mu- yeah, 13 months, and he was only arrested this past week. He hasn't been arrested. He's yes, a- he wa- well, it said he was arrested. Okay, now, you have news that he's disappeared also, which you could talk about that here in a second, but I guess he. it said he was arrested without incident even in the feed that I got, okay? So, now, obviously, when you get arrested, you get you can get bailed out or whatever the case is, but I don't know if they needed him again. Now they can't find him. Is that, is that- As of the 20th, there is an arrest warrant out for him. So he's... So unless you looked at it since the 20th, got an update because I didn't research for him to see if he was, but as of the 20th, there is an arrest warrant out for him. And the police and the company that he worked for were working together to try and find out where he was. Where he's at. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that, and that's really here and there. You know about what happened because we want to we want to reveal. You know there was a couple charges he had, like some kind of negligent charge and this and that, um, with a vehicle and blah blah blah. But realistically, the the police went out and they said that you have to do a pre trip. It's the law, DOT law, that you have to do a pre trip inspection, and we'll get to that also in a second before every trip. And you know what? What's really funny. Uh, online, every er, like all the truckers are like, okay, I didn't know that that was the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not everybody was saying that, but there's a bunch of people going, I didn't know that that was the law. But there's actually, it's actually in the DOT handbook, and it's under a section code, and it does say you need to uh, before every trip you make, you must check. You know, and it gives a list breaks. Um, for you, well, isn't it when you do your, when you do your, when you're going from your permit to your class A, there is, they, they're doing the pre-trip, they're, they're, they're testing you on it and, and giving you a point system for your pre-trip, correct? Well, that's a little different because that pre-trip, it's like 105 points and you got to lift the hood and check the, 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 uh, steering mechanism and all your, your connections and every little thing on, on the vehicle from nose all the way to the trailer, wheel seals, every little tiny thing you've got to go point it out and check it, checking for everything. Not saying that you shouldn't do that kind of a, an inspection, but the least you can do before you drive a truck is a walk around and make sure. Now, obviously they want to make sure there's no leaks. 
you know, on the ground. When you look at your vehicle, you also want to look underneath that vehicle and make sure there's there's like no piece of like angle iron or something that could pop up and go through your fuel tank. Believe me, it happens every, almost every day in this country somewhere. Some trucker runs something over and 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 uh, a piece of metal will pop up through their tire, go through their brake line, go through their their crossover line where their fuel tanks. There's a you have a fuel tank on each side of a tractor trailer, and I, I, those those lines get cut every now and then. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, you have to check your brakes. Um, I know most drivers don't know how to adjust their brakes anymore, but that's a, I swear to you, you could learn that in 30 seconds, nine sixteenth and a half inch wrench. And every trucker could learn how to adjust his brakes. It's the simplest thing in the world. And then of course you want to check for, you know, your tire pressure and everything. And then of course you want to do your air check every day. You want to make sure that the air pressure is, is good in your truck and that, you know, you, you do a quick air check and, and make sure your air builds up correctly in that tractor trailer. It really doesn't take long to do a pre-trip within. Well, you're supposed to do a post too. Uh, right. Yeah, of course. But I'm, I'm talking about before though, each trip. Yeah, I understand. But if you do a post, then you kind of know what already you have to have fixed for when you go and take off again the next day. Like if you already know that there's an issue with something, you can get that corrected while you're down Right, but somehow you're going off the track here. Yeah, I'm always going off the track, and I actually have Alka-Seltzer medicine in my head, so okay, give so, me a break. Uh, I'm not giving you a break. You're yeah. on the pod. <laughs> you clear your head and talk. Okay. You know this, dri- this driver that we're discussing? Yeah. I'm going to give you his charges. Go ahead. Give me the charges. So far right now, it's recklessly, recklessly endangering another person, causing a catastrophe, reckless driving, and aggravated assault. Assault by a vehicle. That's right. so far what he's being charged with. Now, why did why am I talking about pre-trip? Because if he would have... Well, well, because they've charged him with failing to do a pre-trip also. Yeah. Well, it says here that also, like he knew and his wife knew that there was already an issue with the brakes. And we were going to get to that in a second, but okay, thank you, Helpy Helperton. You're welcome. Okay. So, so go <laughs> ahead. So let's mention that. So this is really why I wanted to talk about pre-trips, because this driver now... And I'm not here to put this driver down, okay? He's a driver. Um, apparently, there's a couple things you got to know about why you should pre-trip if you don't already know. Number one, this guy has a chance of going to prison. And he, if he would have killed people, this guy would be definitely going to prison because, like you said, he's already allegedly admitted that they knew the brakes were bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you something that video that talk CDL made, it clearly states, protect yourself drivers. If you do a pre-trip, this is number one for your own livelihood. If you do a pre-trip and you document, um, breaks out of adjust or air leak or something you need to get fixed. Okay. And your company doesn't want to fix it. My gosh, first off, I would advise you not to drive it if, if it's a danger to the public. But second off, my advice is you've just documented that you have left the people that own the, the equipment know that there's something wrong with the vehicle. Go ahead. It says here, police say the truck hadn't been inspected and Taylor and his wife later admitted to knowing the brakes were bad for weeks. Right. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I mean, that... 
Drivers, if any of you are out there right now, I'm going to tell you something, working for some small podunk company that is a cheap-ass company that's paying you next to nothing, and because maybe your record ain't the greatest and you really need this job, it's only a matter of time till you end up like one of these drivers that keeps trying to just not say nothing because you're afraid of your job. I'm telling you right now, you getting fired for killing somebody in an accident, you're never going to truck again anyways. You're better off leaving that company. Well, you don't want to work for a company like this because this company here, the FF, FMCSA, their website shows that it has 103 violations already, and many of them involve the safety of the vehicle inspection and maintenance. Most significantly, out of the 37 vehicle inspections, there were 23 vehicle maintenance violations. So they're a company that you wouldn't want to work for anyways because they have too many violations on their systems. You get, you get hit with them too. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, the driver takes the beating on his right. um, PSP score also, and you're right about that. So not only are you risking never driving again and risking your career, you're risking prison, you're risking killing somebody, you're risking yourself getting hurt or maimed. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't want to sound like everybody's mother here, but I mean, it's not even close to being worth driving some piece of shit equipment that nobody wants to fix. My gosh, that's insane. In fact, I, is that company, did they by chance shut them down or are they still in operation? It doesn't say. Does it say? On, it on doesn't even say the name reading, of the company, does it? it? it yeah. Hinkle, oh, it does? Hinkle. Hinkle? Hinkle out of West Virginia. Hinkle out of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he was arrested um, two days afterwards. So the, the company owner was also arrested. Is that no, no, no. The driver. You're right. I, I just searched so, him. Okay. So just so we know on the air here, we're saying Hinkle was not arrested, but the driver was arrested. And ultimately, look, I don't care if your company tells you to drive it or not. If you're the guy going down the road... Absolutely, you hold almost all the responsibility at that point. You know that, right, mm-hmm. Ruthann? Oh, yeah. Like, you you can't go back and go, yeah, he told me to drive it or I'm going to get fired. Nobody's going to give a care at that moment. All they're going wor- to say is, you were the dumb one to put, you know, get in that truck and go down the road knowing that this truck can't stop properly. Correct. And, and you knew for weeks. Right. So, you know, that's that's realistically... You know, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, obviously, you know, there's only so many components that you're really checking for to make sure that you're safe. But that's really what you want to do. And especially being able to stop. Come on, man. That's just BS. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I'm going to tell you something. The other thing that really amazed me, one or, one or two of the drivers on that video was talking to the admin, making comments, saying F- F your safety talk, right? They said, we need a paycheck, not safety talk, right? And my answer to that is you're part of the problem if that's the way you think. If you really have the the mentality that, oh, I I, got to keep this load going and I I don't really care if it's safe or not, at, at that moment, you really belong out of service yourself. As a driver, you really shouldn't even have a CDL. If you got the mentality that, that you're going to take a risk and drive a truck when it's unsafe. Honestly, you should have your CDL taken away. Mm-hmm. Just from that comment alone, you should be uh, somebody should look at your your PSP score and everything that you've been doing. Honestly, and I hope maybe they were just joking, but I don't think they were. It's a shame that they would think that way, though. Yeah, and I don't, again, I don't. You know, we're you know we're big advocates here. I'm not trying to get on anybody's case, but I am trying to say, guys, protect your ass. 
My gosh, you're the one that's going to get in trouble. I th- I think we beat this horse long enough. What do you think? Is it is it glue? The horse is glue. <laughs> it looks so bad. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, this is just really our sweet little message to all you truck drivers out there. And and oh, yeah, I th- one other comment. Somebody did say that because of ELDs and all this other BS that we can't afford to do a 30-minute pre-trip every time that's cutting into our stuff, right? I'm, my whole statement to that is you can't afford not to. I mean that sincerely. You save 30 minutes every day not pre-tripping, that's about three hours a week possibly that you just saved and that you're able to drive. But if you have a bad enough wreck, the three hours ain't going to be worth it that you made an extra, what, 30 30 miles a day at 50 cents, you know, you've made an extra 15 times six, you know, maybe another 80, 90 bucks for the week. I don't think it's going to be worth it. I mean, you guys got to start thinking, weigh the cost here. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's just more that could have happened. You know, if you don't do your pre-trip, you can have an accident like he did go to jail. You could have died. You could have killed someone. I mean, there's so many things that could have happened just because you didn't want to do a pre-trip. Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Just mm-hmm. the, and, and now here's the other thing. Just think about Paul, the driver of this accident. Mm-hmm. If he would have, when he knew, he, you, you just read it, him Amy and his wife, weeks. both, him and his wife, both. Was she in the accident too? I wonder if she was with him. She might have been. Both of them said, we knew that it had bad breaks for weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for weeks. Just imagine if you would have just said, the moment you knew, if you would have just said, hey, you fix this truck. Or I ain't driving it. Right. Or even if, if, and if they wouldn't fix it, report them at this point. I don't care. And if you're a small trucking company right now listening in, going, that's BS, bullshit. If I know, if I knew you had bad brakes in your truck and you were operated, I would report you. Personally, I would. I wouldn't care. This is what makes the trucking industry bad. I grew up in the trucking industry around very respected, good, hardworking truckers, man. I'm telling you, I was raised in a trucker family. And, and, and taught to respect each other, to help your driver's brothers on the side of the road and, 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 and to be safe and to w- be good around the motoring public, not to run up people's asses, not to run down the road, you know, uh, with, with bad equipment and all that other good stuff. I'm telling you, that's what I was taught. So imagine if this driver would have just stuck up for himself for one second and said, listen, bullshit. You get this thing fixed. Yeah, because, I mean, it comes back on you. It's it's on your PSP. You're the one that gets ticketed. You're the one that gets in trouble for it. So you need to take care of that. That's your livelihood that you're watching out for. I'll be interested to see how this ends. I really will. I mean, I know it's gonna. there's going to either be a trial or they'll make a deal. Yeah. But I'm interested He's to see. It. I'll be interested to see when he said, I knew. Now, this is alleged. Allegedly, he he's, he confessed to knowing the brakes were bad, right? This mm-hmm. is what you read. I'm interested to see, does it also go back to the trucking company? Well, they had all those violations. They looked at their, their, they looked at, they looked at their FMCSA report. And they've had quite a bit of violations, you said. Yeah, 103, 103 of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'll look, the company will look, they'll look at the company too, knowing that they kept poor equipment. But he's still going to be at fault because you made that choice whether or not you're going to drive the tractor. Right. So listen, so that not only let this be a lesson 
to you truck drivers that are driving for somebody that has crappy equipment. And I'm going to tell you something. You can drive for a company that has 10-year-old, 20-year-old equipment. If they maintain it, it ain't crappy. Yeah, some tractors are beautiful. But I, I'll tell you what, kept. not only growing up in a good family, but I also knew some coal-cracking truckers up in Pennsylvania that would, you know what I mean, those tires, the, some of the tires and stuff they were running on were, were bad stuff. Some of these guys... You know, uh, doing doing the wrong thing. I, I, I remember tons of owner-operators, they use the trolley brake instead of their own. They'll disconnect the, the brake to where, the tra- you know, they don't have to use the tractor or they'll just use the trolley and not even use the, the foot brake to stop themselves. You know, little things like that just to, you know, conserve on brakes, to be cheap, blah, blah, blah. Honestly and truly, it's in the, taking the shortcuts in the trucking industry, in the long run, you're going to be screwed. And you trucking companies, let this be a lesson to you. I'm telling you right now, maintain your equipment. Don't ask a truck driver to get in your truck and drive something that's unsafe. Honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourself and shut down for even considering asking it. Well, they could be shut down because they can do a full-blown inspection on them and they can shut them down for until they get all their equipment fixed. And what happens is you lose money that way. Well, some of them get tagged for life and, yeah. and they have to either open another name or they're done. Right, but, and it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it because you're losing your money then. Yeah. I mean, if that's your excuse, oh, I can't do it because I can't afford it. Well, when you end up not doing it and you get end up having to have your equipment shut down for a week or two until you do get it fixed, you're losing more money that way. I'm going to tell you something. Usually people that are running on bad equipment and no money, it's usually because they don't have good money management. I'm telling you, you take a page out of some of these trucking companies that are doing it right. They keep their equipment maintained. They pay their drivers. They pay their bills and their profit adds up and they grow their company. And then you got companies that are like, trying to run their company on really old junky equipment that they don't barely have to pay anything on. And yet they can't main even maintain this equipment. It yeah, doesn't even make their equipment's like so old and it's like rusted and it's, I mean, it's all bad. It's not, none of it's like you said, maintained or anything. Well, like that. again, I'll say this again. You can have old equipment if it's maintained. Right. I, no. And that's why yeah. I know some of the, some of these older tractors are beautiful. Absolutely. Because they're maintained. But they, those guys are uh, like, i give you an example. My grandfather owned a small trucking company, right? Mm-hmm. Every day. And he was, and he would drive his own trucks every day. He would get up at two o'clock in the morning, two, three, and he would take a trip to Philly. When he came back, we were in that garage, greasing it, pulling flats, fixing tires, um, tightening things that need to be tightening, any leaks we were fixing it. I'm telling you, every, and we didn't wait a day. It, we, it got fixed that day. There was no, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I don't have the money to do it. If you don't have the money to run your own business, you shouldn't even be in business. And it really kind of irritates the crap out of me when I see somebody that's just, you you really don't belong in business if you're starting a business on a wish. I'm serious. I'm just being honest. That poking a hope or something like that. Oh my God. Everybody used to tell me it takes money to make money. And I'm not knocking anybody that don't have money either. No. I'm just saying when you go out and invest in two or three older trucks and then you're getting paid Take your damn profit and maintain your trucks and go from there. That's your livelihood. Your livelihood needs to be paid for first before your kids get fed. I'll say that again. Before your kids even get fed, you need to pay your trucks and you need to feed your trucks and you need to take care of your trucks because without those trucks, kids ain't getting fed anyways. Yeah, it's don't do it half ass.
Don't do it half-ass. And that's a good, you heard it from Ruth Ann, don't do it half-ass. Half-ass got you in trouble in this case, and it gets you in, in trouble in a lot of cases trying to cut corners. You know what? I think I'm finally done now. I think I said, I'm glad we remembered the... So we made dog food out that horse, we didn't, we didn't. Yeah, we made <laughs> dog gluing. food out of that horse. It's dog food. No, seriously, it's true. And I'm, it just, it irritates me because we're, we, you know... I don't think we could tell it irritated you. Well, we're, we're, one of our things here is, is, is the trucking industry. That's like, that's really what we do, okay? And when you see somebody shitting in it, okay... Instead of cleaning it up, it kind of irritates all the other hardworking drivers, the good companies that really do offer a, 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 an awesome package for their drivers versus, you know, these companies out there that are doing this. It's just ridiculous. And guys, I'm telling you right now, you guys should just look at some of these incidences and know that it's coming for you too, unless you clean your act up. And you still can clean your act up. It isn't too late. Well, that's why the, old, the older drivers... That's why they they shake their head at the new at, at today's day and age when it comes to you know you always hear the older generations they look at the the ones coming through now and they're shaking their head and they're going oh my gosh back when when I was growing up we didn't do things that way well with with the truck truck driving they don't when when you look at the drivers like when we were on the road uh-huh. the driver the that generation of drivers are nothing like some of the newer generations of drivers out there because like we wouldn't be caught dead without a CB. We wouldn't, we would not have not done certain inspections. We not, would not have gone on the road and done certain things. Look, I knowing- agree with you and I disagree with you on that. Okay. There's a lot of good new guys out there. No, I'm, I'm not saying that they're not. Well, well I just want to clarify that. I know oh, okay. you're not really saying that, but there's still a lot of this generation drivers that are good and that are going to be good to carry on. The, oh, no, you're right. Because and, they were raised in the industry or... Or they have good they ethics have, and they have, good, exactly. they have good morals. They have a love for it. But you, I will say, though, that maybe based on what you're saying, there's more of the prima donnas that don't have the CVs. Cause I, I, we have a lot of trucking company owners that we talk to and they'll tell you some, most of these guys don't even own a CV these days. And you know, it's little things like that to where it is making the industry worse. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's and, giving them a bad reputation. And it's not just the CVs, you know, no, any, and, and going back to this thing about the, the, uh, f- maintaining your equipment and spending the money to take care of your business thing. That doesn't just go for trucking. That goes for every damn business. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, why do you think like a lot of malls and stores and stuff like that close? Because they get old and worn out and they don't give themselves a reboot. They don't rebrand themselves. They don't upgrade their equipment or Restaurants their- Restaurants are that way too. I mean, all of them. Exactly. I mean, why do you think McDonald's, and I, I hate to use them as an example, why do you think they're like number one forever? Because every couple of years they 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 remodel their own buildings. They, they look at their menu. Um, they, they're always trying to- spend money on their business to keep going. Most people get to a, a level and this just try to barely maintain it when you're really supposed to just keep growing. That's really all what business is about and do it correctly. No, you got to you got to put more money into your business to keep it going. You got to roll some back into it. Every I forgot what it was, but I want to say it was some there there used to be a percentage that they used to tell you um, when you have a business, once you are in the green, in other words, once you get past your startup, which is they say it's usually like after five years, I think it is, you should be leveling it out and making a good profit. 
at that point, you're supposed to turn so much money back into your company every year, just plat out plain out figure, this is going to go back into my company to maintain it, to improve it, to, you know, you got to buy new equipment, you got to do, there's things that you have to continually do, but they consider it an investment to, to expand it and make it better because times change. And every so many years, you've got to make sure that you change with those times. Yeah. So if you're a trucking company, like two, three, five, ten, I don't care what size you are. If you're a trucking company right now going, you guys don't understand, man. No, we do understand. We were owner operators at one time. We do understand that too. We understand, believe it, business and everything. Okay. We're not, you know, we're not like, you know, uh, uh, I'm not uh, Trump. Okay. I don't, I don't have that kind of mentality. I was going to say Warren Buffett, but, but we're, we're not that kind of business. But the one thing that any business owner will tell you that you've got to invest. And if you're going to be in business, you better be prepared to feed that business. I'm going to tell you anybody that's thinking about uh, getting into trucking right now, as far as owning trucks or even any business, if you're not prepared to feed your business before you feed your newborn baby, then don't go into business because without that business, the baby don't get fed anyways. Just keep that in mind when, when, cause I have truckers all the time or somebody tells me, Oh man, I'll, I'll tell you what, I ain't gonna, I'm going to be home for the holidays. No matter what, I don't care if I get fired. But I'm behind two months on my mortgage. What I know, you, those are so... Dude, forget Christmas, man. Go freaking truck and They're pay your damn bills. They're coming and repoing my car, but I can't start for two more weeks. Right. Go pay your bills, man. If you want to build something up and have a comfortable life, you better pay your business and your bills before you eat. And that, I'm not kidding you. That's a philosophy that will, in the long run, you will be sitting fat with a fat bank account if you do... Uh, if you conduct business correctly. But you know what's funny? Um, Sears, or is it Sears or Kmart, right? K- Kmart, Sears. Um, and I can name trucking companies like Charger, Eck Miller, um, Burlington Motor Freight. These are companies that had thousands of trucks. Even those people can go out of business like a couple of dumbasses themselves. And it's always about bad money management. Some of them have. Oh, I know. A lot of them have. A lot of them. In fact, the the multi-million dollar ones, Arrow, okay? SMX? SMX? No, SMX, uh, Bill Smith, he had leukemia, he died, and then they sold it to... Which they one? sold it to Western. Which one was it where it was the two sons were running it and they just ran it under? Oh, there's been many like that. I mean, I... I know uh, just so many examples of even the big companies out there that are not investing in their own business and not paying their bills correctly and, and living high off the hog. Your, your good trucking companies, you'll notice they're always, they, they are always giving you your, they're updating their tractors all the time. They're, they're giving you your raises when they can. You know, they, they, you can see a, a trucking company that's wanting to stay up with time and keep going and pushing out new stuff for their drivers and looking at their drivers. They're doing driver appreciation days. They're doing different stuff to help do things to help expand and not make it that, that, I mean, family owned companies are nice. Don't get me wrong. They're great companies. They're great people. But if they're a company that only looks at the, the dollar and not worth the value of the driver either, then they're not, they're not better. And those companies that you just mentioned are a great example of, yes, you can spend money on your business and be very profitable. Mm -hmm. In fact, the more you grow, 
the more your profit's going to be there. You know, in the beginning of any business, you know, that's another thing. You get these small companies, these startup companies, they don't realize you're going to sacrifice, dude. You got you you got two trucks or three trucks on the road this week, and maybe you gross say six thousand bucks or five thousand bucks per truck, and that's fifteen thousand just came in. Well, guess what? Out of those three trucks, you probably have maybe a thirty-six hundred to four thousand dollar fuel bill for the week. Um, you have you have plates. You have your maintenance. You got to take out. You know that's one thing my grandfather used to say. He taught me that a long time ago when he was down to one truck. He had sold all his trucks, okay, and he was just. He was actually really semi-retired and just taking, you know, one trip a day to, to, to make a dollar, right? And he said, if you ever go into business for a truck, this was literally like 35 years ago. He was telling me, here's what I take out. I forget how many pennies um, per mile, but I think he was back then taking out 100 bucks a month, 100, 150 bucks a month just for tires, for tires, my grandfather had this, and my grandfather quit school in eighth grade, eighth grade, and, and he started a business as a young man and literally died a millionaire. I'm serious. It was amazing. And why? Because he learned business, okay? Thomas, and, Thomas Edison said that college is for slow learners. It's the truth, okay? You, you either have business savvy or, or you don't. And even at my, at my grandfather, a guy that quit school in eighth grade, as a young man that started a business, knew he had to take out so much money for maintenance. So you're talking about a guy that owned a trucking company in the 60s. We, we, we know many company owners, right? Right. They started with one or two trucks. They started with being a driver themselves usually. And they sacrificed. They had one truck and they busted their butt, bought a second tractor for their friend, the driver, whoever else that they were going to hire on. But they started... Nine out of ten times, being that person that was doing the driving, doing doing their maintenance, doing everything themselves. Do you think they pre-trip? Them up. I, I, you know, they did. <laughs> I know. You know, that's but that's what I, what I'm pointing out is when you look at these different um, owners of these these companies, some of these large companies that might have a thousand trucks now. Back then, they started with. With minimal, they start at maybe one and work themselves up to that. I can name a bunch. Smith out of Roaring Springs, Pennsylvania. I was going to say start, Al Bodford. Al Bodford started Epps Transport. Smith, uh, I can't think of Smith's first name. Um, he started Smith uh, uh, Transportation or Smith Trucking out of Roaring Springs. Built it up. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Baylor. Oh, Barry Smith. That's his name over at Smith. But Baylor, Jim Baylor started Baylor Trucking. One truck. Um, SMX, they, he started, uh, uh, Bill Smith started Smithway Motor Express. Uh, Mike Starnes started the famous MS Carriers. Man, they were thousands of trucks when... So they all started with something that they just wanted as a dream, something that they thought, you know what, I'm going to be driving this truck around, but I know we can do better than this. We can start this. And But the bottom line was... And they what did we it came, right. What we came to talk about, they did it right. And and doing it right really starts with taking care of the equipment. And, and no matter what business you're running, you've got to clean your equipment and take care of that equipment and make sure that it's safe and running smooth. At the least, at the least you're going to do is save yourself uh, uh, by maintaining the equipment, it blowing up or having having a major problem that you might catch. Well, you do it at your at your house or you do it with your personal vehicle. Well, that's what I'm saying. And let alone the safety part of it, 
saving lives. So look, we're ranting about this, but it's there's so many good examples, okay, out there of a good trucking company. And it really does start. I'm gonna tell you something. You can when you're going to sign on with a trucking company, you can just look at and already know just in the shape of their equipment. You could pull up their um, FMSA scores. FMSA, yeah, yeah, the CSA. Yeah. yeah. All you need is their DOT number or the name of their company. You can pull them up. I mean, that's all well and good, but I'm telling you, just get your eyes on how they take care of their equipment, and that's going to tell you right away. Honestly, it's going to tell you right away what you're going to work for. I mean it. I'm telling you right now. And don't always go by what another driver says. Half the time, the driver is going to tell you crap because he doesn't want someone to come in and take his miles. Well, here's the th- <laughs> thing, man. <laughs> driver reviews, man, they're finding out the truck. I mean, we love truckers, man, but let's be honest. The truck drivers that get fired and and and, and get down the road from a trucking company, they're the ones that go and talk crap about companies. <laughs> they do. But also, the ones that are telling you great things about companies, they're getting a, a uh, referral bonus. So it's really hard to, I'm not saying you shouldn't take a trucker's advice because I'm a trucker, you know, and, and there's a lot of good truckers out there. But do your own homework. Yeah, do your homework on the company, you know. Just, you know, find out more of the safety stuff and, and move from there. Ruthann, uh, what do you think here? Should we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this up. I have another we... pod to do. Oh, you do? All right. I have my well. news to do. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, we thank everybody. All right. Listen, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Hey, drivers, if you're in the market to call a new place home, you just want to find a new job, write this phone number down, 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. This carrier is a mid-sized carrier. They offer every benefit in the world. They have brand new Kenworth T680s that are loaded to the hilt. They offer OTR and regional company positions. They also offer lease operator positions. Go ahead and write that number down, driver. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076.